Welcome, everybody, to Secret Sauce, the show where we unpack business tips, life hacks, and advice from industry leaders. I'm Carly Iacono. Today, I am joined by Stacey Mooney, the CEO and founder of Retail Live. Stacey, it is so good to see you. How are you today? I'm doing awesome, Carly. I feel so honored that you've asked me to join you today. Thank you so much. I have been an admirer of yours from afar for a long time. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And likewise, you have founded this incredible conference series in a really competitive space. So major kudos to you. Very impressed with everything that you've achieved. And I just learned uh, from you that you are coming up on 10 years of Retail Live. What an incredible accomplishment. Uh, It's crazy. Um, You know, time flies. The older we get, the faster it goes. So yes, we're actually celebrating uh, our 10-year anniversary next week in Austin. It'll be 10 years since we started. Wow. Congratulations. And a good place to celebrate too. Yes. It's a great place. Big success. Yes. So share with us a little bit about Retail Live, why you started it, how it's different from other conferences and what you were hoping to achieve when you put it together. So 10 years ago, I moved to Austin, Texas to head up the leasing division for a brokerage company there. And I was in this uh, unique position where I didn't know the retailers. I didn't know the players. I had been in Florida for the majority of my career prior to that move. And I was really looking for a way to kind of make my mark quickly and get to know the players in that market. And I just thought, well, I'm going to start a conference in Austin. Who doesn't want to come to Austin? I love it that. A, it was really right. just a, it was an idea that I did not admittedly put a lot of thought in. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And I had gone to the principals of the company and it really started as a, a conference that I thought the company that I worked for at the time was going to be behind. And they were supportive of it, but of course they had their day job as I did. And so every time I would try to kind of advance the conversation it would just kind of get kicked down the road, so to speak. And so one day I was just like, to heck with it. I'm just going to do it myself. And, you know, thank God I did because um, that was when retail life started. And so I just um, started calling, you know, the major players in the market, brokerage companies and developers, et cetera. They all signed on pretty quickly. We had over a hundred retailers that first show, which is just mind blowing to me today. Right. Uh, we had, I think, something like 25 sponsors, all the majors um, participated. And really from there is obviously where it grew. I kind of thought to myself, you know, if it works in this market, why can't it work in other markets? I, again, had uh, been in the in the business in Florida and, and understood that market and thought, you know, I want to I want to see where this can go. And so that's that's where uh, retail life started. And, and it was also started you know, I had this idea that conferences could be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by better for me, which is an individual taste, some people like um, the the rushed, meeting-driven, meeting-heavy type conferences. Uh, for me, and again, as I've gotten older, I really am about, you know, qual- quality over quantity in meetings. And I felt like the conferences were getting more and more bogged down with you know, what you had to prepare to bring, advanced meetings, um, just the stress of going to those, which I felt like took away from 
what I wanted it to be, which was really networking. And, and by that, I mean, actually meeting people that I didn't already know. I think a lot of us, when we go to conferences, and I was certainly guilty of this when I was younger uh, in the business, you would set meetings with people that you felt comfortable with, that you already knew you would tend to, how many times have you seen groups of people walk around a conference together? You see one person, right. you'll see them together at the next you know, right, event, right. It's your security mm -hmm. blanket. Um, but really what I want people to feel like when they come to retail live is that it's, it's laid back. It's casual. There is literally no pressure. I believe that that kind of environment leads to more organic networking, the kind of networking that we're really there for, which again is to meet new people, learn about new opportunities and feel comfortable approaching someone that we don't know. It's funny. We're all in it, obviously in sales in some way or another. And yet we're, I think we'd all admit there's times we're really intimidated to just walk up and talk to somebody new. Um, and I think that our conferences, again, they're, they're really fun. And I wanted that to be something that distinguished us from, you know, our, our competition, which is that, you know, come to retail live, don't feel like you have to have days and days and weeks of preparation. Um, just come with the intent of meeting new people and learning about new opportunities. And we, we hope we create an environment that is, you know, conducive to that. I love that. And you also have them in fantastic locations, which was just yeah. good foresight on your yeah. part. Well, it's but, like, where do I want to travel to? Okay. That's, right. that's a little history tell live. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Good planning. And just going back to when you first started it, I think it, it takes incredible guts to say, I'm going to start out in this business different. I'm not going to cold call like everybody else. Uh, and maybe you did that too, but instead I'm just going to start a conference. So all my potential clients come to me. That is amazing. So just wanted to touch on that again, that I love your drive and ambition when you were founding it. I think that's incredible. Thank so you. it's obviously you. paid off, but great job thinking outside the box in a Thank really, you. really big way. So Retail Live, huge success. It's grown. What do the conferences look like now from an attendee standpoint? Are you getting third parties, brokers, uh, tenants? Like Who really seems to, to be your core target? Well, I think there's kind of two, there's two sides of that, right? There are our exhibitors, which are all retailers that are actively expanding uh, in the markets where we're hosting the events. They tend to be a regional play. So in the case of our show next week in Austin, you know, it covers the state of Texas, Oklahoma. And we do actually get some folks from like Southern California and Arizona, but it's predominantly the Texas market. So we have the retailers, which are our exhibitors. 95% of our exhibitors are retailers. The other 5% is made up of sponsors. Um, and then our attendees, of course, are the people that are trying to pitch sites to those retailers. So yes, it's brokers, developers, landlords, uh, other tenant representatives that are maybe trying to get get a new account. You know, they want to see the retailers that are kind of emerging in that market. And so they go. And we have a little bit of, you know, ancillary services folks that show up. But, you know, that that's kind of another thing that I like to think is different about our conferences. I have a lot of groups that will call me um, that say, hey, you know, I heard about Retail Live and I'm making this up as an example, although this has actually happened. Like maybe it's a painting company, right? Um, and, and they think, oh, wow, this is great. There's tons of commercial real estate people in there and there's retailers who are growing and they want to pitch their their services to our exhibitors and our attendees. And I'm just really straightforward with them and tell them, you know, listen, this isn't 
this isn't your audience. These are deal makers. These are real estate people. That's what we want at our shows. It's not mm -hmm. to say that we don't want to be unwelcoming to other people, but you know, our focus, my, my focus, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, you know, it says uh, commercial real estate matchmaker. I want deals to, to come out of retail live. And so we want our exhibitors to feel like the people that are approaching them at their booths are people that have potential sites for them. And oh, so, you know, we, it really is at the core of it. We, again, quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. We don't sit there and say, oh, we've got 4,000 people at this show because that's kind of a skewed number of those 4,000 people. How many of those people are actually deal makers? We are a commercial real estate conference event. We are a deal making event. We want the deal makers there. So, um, you know, we may have less by comparison, but but we like to think that, you know, the, the deal makers are, are at our shows and that that's really our focus. Refreshing. I love it. Just such a time saver, right? Yeah. If you are there to get deals done, yeah. a lot less digging through, which is great. Yeah. So because you run these conferences all over the country, I would love to hear any trends that you're seeing. Is there something you're seeing that carries across regions or is every conference just very different because it's so localized? So, uh, you know, they're pretty consistent. It's it's very interesting. I, I shared obviously with you a little bit earlier. We have right now every show we've done. So we've already hosted two events so far this year. We are in obviously preparation mode for Austin next week. And we've already started the marketing for our Nashville show, which is in October. And what has become very apparent, it was actually towards the end of last year and carried over into this year is Holy cow, there are a lot of car washes out there looking for sites. <laughs> they are everywhere. I mean, seriously, I think we yeah. went from, you know, maybe we had like one or two, I think, in the past. I mean, I don't even I don't even know for sure that that's even true to having, you know, you're we've got five or six active car wash games sure. at mm -hmm. every show. I, I told mm -hmm. it, it really is. It's like, you know, it's the new yogurt shop. Right. Um, you know, there are several cookie concepts that seem to be kind of taking over. Obviously, Crumble is the mm. one that everybody knows, but right. we're hearing a lot about different cookie concepts. You got Dirty Dough. There's another one that is escaping me right mm. now, but that seems to be a trend. So it does seem to carry over from, you know, one market to another, which is interesting. If we typically, if we see a trend in, at one of the shows, we know it's going to be at the other shows. It's it's pretty fascinating. It, uh, I'd love to say that it's regional, but it you know they're it's not. I think they carry on. They 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 catch on pretty quick. I was gonna say for as different as we all are in different parts of this country, it, it all is really the same. Yes, so, right. Our, you know our space is small. It's it's mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a small group of people, and I think that um, that that's kind of reflective and in, in, even in our, in our audience, we see, I will say, we see people that they go to, for example, they go to the Orlando show and they're right. looking for retailers that are expanding. And um, what we find is folks from like Texas will now come to the Florida show because they know if those folks are in Florida, they're probably coming to Texas exactly. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like, I feel like growth happens in Texas and goes out to the coast or it starts in the coast and it comes into Texas. They're very, those markets are very key markets in, in my experience um, of, of the retailers that are expanding and are active. They, they're starting in one of those three states. Right. And I would bet probably up and down the East Coast, too. Like, I'm sure yep. you see flow, right, from yep. Florida, then up the East Coast to the Carolinas, to New York, et cetera. Definitely. So 
Yeah. Fascinating patterns. Yes. On the personal side, any life hacks, business tips, advice, anything you do day to day that makes you more productive or has contributed to your success? Well, this is kind of, you know, I feel like people talk about this a lot and it's kind of a buzzword and you hear about it as persistence. Um, I will tell you that if you've ever, if you're on the real estate side and you've tried to get the attention of a retailer, you know, most times it's very difficult. That is true in my quote unquote day job as a broker. Uh, and it is certainly true in my job as the owner of Retail Live. Uh, you know, I do not take no for an answer the first five times. I mean, I'm pushing that to the line almost of being afraid to ask again, having <laughs> it be really uncomfortable for me, obviously right. doing it in, you know, in a respectful way. But what I have found, I have countless stories throughout my career, whether that's again on the, you know, on the brokerage side or in Retail Live, uh, where I have, let's call it solicited somebody for business in one way or the other, whether it's, you know, trying to get a deal done on the broker side or trying to get a retailer to participate. And I have been told no. And I ask again, and I'm no, thank you. And I ask again. And, you know, I've been literally have an example just two weeks ago, I've been bothering a particular uh, group to be a sponsor of the Austin program and yeah. they were interested and, uh, when it came down to it, they said, you know, we just feel like it's a little too close and we'll, we're going to pass this year, but we want to, you know, please keep us in mind for next year. We want to do it next year. And I tried one more time and guess what? They signed up. That was oh. probably the fifth or sixth time I had bothered them. Good job. So my life hack would be, you know, what I also see and Carly, I don't know if you see this. I see a lot of people give up a, way too mm -hmm. easily. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, you call on a space, for example, and they say, you know, I'm sorry, we, we can't do that because we have a restriction. Right. Press a little further. Why? Who? Can we get a mm -hmm. waiver? You know, I feel like leasing agents, a lot of times they just want to say no and move on. And, and I have just found, uh, again, countless times that asking just one more time <laughs> until you're almost, until they're almost mad right. that you're asking is the time that you, you know, the time that you make, make it happen. I love that. I agree. And I think not taking it personally is a huge one, no matter which yeah. part of the business you're in, right? That no is maybe just no right now, to right. your point. So right. being and, you professional, know, people, are, but persistent. people are busy and they're in a hurry and they just want to respond and they're not stopping to think. And so not that they're not thinking, but they're, they're, they just kind of want to clear that email out, you know? Right. And exactly. so I think, um, I guess the other thing I would say to that is a key component of that is asking them why. So when a retailer says right. to me, no, not interested, I always, always follow that up with, I'm sure there's a thousand of them that would raise their hand right now and vouch for this. Can I ask you why? Right. What's your reason? Is it your schedule? Are you not expanding in this market? Do you not right. even understand what retail live is? Right. What's your reason for no? Right. You know, because you have to understand the no to overcome the no. Right. And so um, I think that's a really important part of that persistence. And asking the question again. I think that's the the tagline. Understand the no to get past the no. Yeah, right? that's I a like good that. one. That's a great, yeah. yeah. You coined it. You get full credit. For that. I like it. <laughs> All right. All right. Good. <laughs> it's a good quote. Good quote. Daisy, this has been so much fun. I really enjoyed learning more about Retail Live. I'm sure all of our listeners did as well. And I hope to see you very soon at one of your upcoming events. Thanks so I much for so joining too, us. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure. 
Thanks everyone for watching Secret Sauce. We will see you again very soon. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Thanks, Stacey. Thank you, Carly.